Praise the name of the Lord. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 18. Luke 17, 11 to 18. The word of God says in Luke 17, 11 to 18, that as Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria, and he entered a village there. As he entered the village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He took, he looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed from their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? As no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner, praise the name of the Lord. An amazing story. And sometimes we, we read this kind of story and, and we say in our heart, what an ungrateful bunch. We say in our heart, how can anybody treat Jesus like that? We say in our hearts, don't they have home training? Couldn't they have just gone back and said thank you to Jesus? But we need to check our lives. How grateful are we ourselves? Praise the name of the Lord. They said, the ten lepers, they saw Jesus coming and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And that was the beginning of their turning point. You see, I'm here to tell you, you are only a prayer away from a total life change. You are only how many prayers away? You are only a prayer away. These ten lepers, they were a prayer away. Here we are at the verge of another God ringing service that's going to happen on Sunday. And we're going to be praying from tomorrow. Praise the name of the Lord. We're going to be having videos from Monday, mini videos actually, from 11 to 3. Just four hours. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Pray. And Lives will be totally transformed here on Sunday in the mighty name of Jesus. Even before Sunday, as we've been hearing the testimonies already, you are a prayer away from a completely different life. Don't be tired. Don't be tired. Luke 18.1. Luke 18.1, the word of God says, Jesus speaking, when he was about to um, give the parable of the Importunate woman. And the Bible says that men, Jesus, ought always to pray and not to faint. And the translation says, men ought always to pray and not to give up. 
always to pray and not to give up. Pastor, I have prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed. I have good news for you. You are a prayer away. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but you are a prayer away. Praise the name of the Lord. Hang in there and pray. Why? Because the floodgates are opening. Praise the name of the Lord. The floodgates are opening in 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 56 B. 1 Kings 8, 56 B. 1 Kings 8, 56 B. The word of God says that there has not failed one word of all his good promises which he has promised. Every word that God has promised. It came to a point in the life of the Jews and they stopped and they looked back and they took stock and they discovered that they had not failed a single word that Moses has spoken that God has promised. Now, when they were going through the wilderness, was it, was it palatable? No. When they were going through the waters, it wasn't easy. When they, were, when they met with Mara, it was a bitter situation. But at each point, God came through. God will come through for you. Yes. Praise the name of the Lord. He will come through. And, and they, 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 by the time they go to kings, they look back at their lives and they say that there has not failed one word. I am praying today that you will look back at your life and you will say that, ha, ah, not a single word of God to me has failed. Because that is what will happen. God is a God of integrity. God is a God of integrity. If God says, I will take care of you, guess what's about to happen? I was sharing, was it last week? Or so, how God said to me, I'll take care of you. And then by the time he said to me, okay, you can begin to work, I, I said, I, you know, <laughs> are you sure? When God says, I will take care of you, God will take care of you. He will. So please help me say to your neighbor, relax. God will come through for you. Tell them, tell them. I hope you can still remember their names now. Tell them, call them by name. Say, Abu Bakr, relax, relax. God will come through for you. Say, hey, madam, you don't forget my name now. Now, now. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord. Now, it's important to see this, the, the prayer of these lepers. They said, Jesus, Master, help us. Have mercy upon us. Jesus. I'm going to say Jesus. Jesus. They worshipped as it were. They recognized his person. Jesus. You see, you know, there's, there's no other name under heaven given unto man by which you can be saved. There's no other name under heaven. The word of God says that when you come to the Father, everything you ask in his name, he will hear you. Jesus is the way, is the truth, 
and is alive. These four lepers, sorry, ten lepers, were clear about that and they acknowledged that and they worshipped, as it were, Jesus. They worshipped Jesus. Jesus, praise the name of the Lord. Many people, some people, well, some I believe, and I believe nobody in God's favorite house, will say Jesus with one mouth and go and meet a herbalist. On the, 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 they won't go directly. Herbalist by proxy. Have you heard that before? That relation that knows the Baba, you know, you don't go, you just give them the money so that they can. I didn't go. How long? How long do you want to sit between on the fence? If God is God, serve him. Praise the name of the Lord. These four lepers said Jesus. That was the only name in their mouth. Jesus. That was the only option they had. Jesus. If Jesus does not come true, they are hopeless. Many people, if Jesus does not come true, they have a plan B. They have a plan B. Say, Jesus, you know I've tried. Like a lady that I usually quote, I said to me, Pastor, I've been a good girl. If this year passes and I don't have a husband, I can't guarantee you. I just want you to know, I cannot guarantee. In other words, Jesus, but... I will serve God for a while and let me see if it works. If it doesn't work, (laughs) I will bring out my... The only name in their mouth was what? Jesus. Jesus. There's something that I wrote in in somewhere on my laptop. My former laptop. I'm going to transfer it again because I need to bring it up again. And I keep it before me consistently. And it's it's simple. It's just a statement that says, Jesus, when I got... Ministry is an amazing, amazing calling. You know, God must have called you to ministry. If he doesn't call you, don't do it too. Just my advice for you. Anyway, I said to Jesus, Jesus, you got me into this thing. I am trusting you to see me through this thing. It's a simple statement, isn't it? Jesus you got me into this. I was going, JJ, doing my own thing, JJ. You got me into this. I'm trusting that you will see me through this. If Jesus doesn't show up in my life, I am in trouble. I know that. I don't have a plan B. None. And guess what? That is why it keeps showing up. I keep showing up. I keep showing up. I keep showing up. I keep showing up. Because he knows this boy. 
doesn't have any other, if you have a child, then you know that this child doesn't have any other plan. But you, ah, you have to sit up as a parent. Praise the name of the Lord. If you enter my office today, I have a whiteboard that you will see. And on that whiteboard, I wrote a very simple equation. And the equation is, you know, you know, still as a scientist, we, we think in equations. And the equation is, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Everybody say, Jesus, Jesus. Plus, nothing plus nothing equals everything. That statement has set me free. I can go to bed and sleep. We have things to do. We have bills to pay. I don't know where this is going to happen from. I don't know where that is going to happen from. But I go home and do what? Why? Why am I able to do that? Jesus. He that watches over me does not slumber, nor sleep. If your God does not slumber, nor sleep, are you competing with him? You go and sleep now. <laughs> Some people can't sleep. They stay up at night. They are worrying. What are you worrying for? They shouted, Jesus! Somebody say, Jesus! 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 Master! The second thing they said, Master! Master! They are saying, we have a relationship with you. Servant-master relationship. You see, the reason why a lot of people are not really working with God the way they ought to work with God, so to speak. In other words, they start, they call the name of Jesus and they are quick to jump at other alternatives is because they don't have a relationship with Jesus. What is the relationship with with him. Jesus, every time he prayed, a lot of the time that Jesus prayed, Jesus will look up and say, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Why does he say that? You leverage your relationship in request. You leverage your relationship in request. You cannot get more than your relationship can deliver. Praise the name of the Lord. You cannot get what your relationship can deliver. Let me give you an example. You have, let's say you have a, a driver and you have a daughter. And your driver comes and says, oh, Madam, Olga, can I have this soft drink from your kitchen? You say, yeah. Take the soft drink. I hope, I hope your driver can ask that. Okay. And you say, okay. But your daughter can move beyond the kitchen and come to your bedroom and open the fridge in your bedroom without you knowing and take the drink on his way out, on her way out. She'll tell you, oh, mommy, I've taken the drink. I say, oh, I told you to ask. You should always ask. Tomorrow, what we should do? Maybe, until she matures, of course. But the point is this. 
the relationship. In the case of Jesus and these lepers, you know, it was like a servant master slave practically. So they said, Jesus master. For us, when we say Jesus, what, what, what comes next? Father. Father. This is it. Jesus, brother. Jesus, friend. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is the power of getting answers with God. Some people will come to God and they will say, Jesus, master. Fine. He's everybody's master, including us. But some of us will say, Jesus, father. Pretty much the person that says, father, I kind of, and relates with God as a father, I kind of have a feeling we'll be able to get away with more things. That the person that relates with God as a slave. I was, I was chatting with a young man during the week. He had a bad experience with his earthly father. And, and he was saying to me that, you know, he, he needs to be honest with me. It was in my office, you know. And that he can't relate with God as a father. Every time he wants to relate with God as a father, he finds that he has resentments, he, 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 you know, all the things, the issues he has with his earthly father begins to play out in relationship with, with God. And, and I took him through a whole teaching on God as a father. I was almost crying. That's God as a father. God is better than your earthly father. Praise the name of the Lord. If your earthly father has misbehaved, God is better than your earthly father. So the, 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 the first thing is the Jesus master, the relationship. And, and, and the problem, of course, like I said, a lot of people will come to church, but there's no relationship with Jesus. There's no relationship with Jesus. You come to church so that, you know, you were brought up that way, so that, you know, Guilty conscience will not kill you throughout the week. You come to church so that, you know, when an Okada man almost matches on your feet, you say, yeah, because I didn't go to church on Sunday. So that you want to take that out on your to-do list. Today, you need to establish a relationship with Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. They said, Jesus, Master, Help us. Have mercy on us. And therein comes the request. Like I said, beginning from tomorrow night, we're going to be bringing our request to God, to Jesus, the Master, Jesus, our Father, Jesus, our friend, Jesus, our brother. As I said, Jesus, our friend, some people chuckled. That, How can you say Jesus is your friend? He is. He is. Hallelujah. Verse 14, the word of God says, He looked at them and said, Go, show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. You see, many times God will ask you to behave as if you already have what you are yet to receive. Many times. These guys... Jesus said to them, go and show yourself to the priest. You know, if you understand the Jewish culture. 
Lepers are ostracized. They cannot come to where people are. When they are cleansed, when they are healed, they will go and show themselves to the priest. The priest was like a, a medical doctor examiner. He will examine them and certify them okay. And for you to get to the priest, you must come in the midst of people. So if a leper there comes into the midst of people without being cleansed, they can stone the leper to death. And Jesus said to them, they will still have the leprosy. And Jesus said to them, go and show yourself to the priest. Wow. <laughs> Just imagine them saying, oh boy, they stone us. Perhaps. But they went. Praise the name of the Lord. They obeyed. God will ask you sometimes, to behave in a way as though you already have what you have requesting of him. <laughs> so this is foolishness. But faith is obeying when I don't understand it. Faith is obeying God when I, even though I don't understand it. Faith is giving even when I don't have it. God says, give this amount. And you're like, God, I don't even have it. Faith is giving what you don't have. Faith is persisting when I don't feel like it. How can a leper just go and meet the priests? But as they obeyed Jesus, as they, as they moved the Bible says they were healed. The, I was sharing with the workers this morning, and I was saying that you don't have a money problem. You have an obedience problem. If you think you don't have enough money, it's an obedience problem. As on your way to obeying God, God always meets you. Praise the name of the Lord. Always, but it will not meet you before you obey. A lot of people say, okay, okay, God, do this, then I will do this. God says, no, go. As though I have done it. Write the check as though I have done it. Make the move as though I have done it. Buy your baby things as though I have done it. Doesn't make sense. Jesus is used to doing those kind of things. That was why in Cana of Galilee, it's like I'm reporting him to you. In Cana of Galilee, he, his mother said, put pressure on him to, to uh, that they don't have wine. What did Jesus say? Jesus said to the servants, go and fill the vases with water. Then take the water to the priest, uh, sorry, to the chairman to taste. The servants put water in it. They knew it was water. And they were taking it to the priest. Does that make sense? But as they were going, the water changed to wine. Praise the name of the Lord. As you move in obedience to God, don't sit there and say, God, 
do it to wine, then I will take it. As you move, that water will become wine. It does it. Time and time again. So what are you asking God for this morning? What, what is that thing that you're asking God for? The Bible says, let the weak say what? I am strong. Does that make sense? Let the poor say, I am rich. That doesn't make sense. That's on one hand. On the other hand, what is the thing that Jesus has told you to do? That instead of you just saying, yes, sir, and going to do it, you are saying, yes, sir, but turn this water to wine first. Then I will go and do it. The miracle happens when you take the step in obedience. Verse 12, as he entered a village there, the leper stood at a distance. Now, there's just so much in this passage of scripture. It's just so much. They stood at a distance from Jesus because they were lepers. And they shouted because they were lepers. And I've explained that to you earlier on. Every spiritual leprosy in your life, I'm praying that it will be cleansed and healed today in Jesus' name. Everything that keeps you at a distance from Jesus, everything that makes you stay afar off from Jesus, everything that just keeps you at that, just, just that space, God will take out today in Jesus' name. Why? Because proximity to Jesus is indispensable. It's indispensable as a Christian. Proximity to Jesus, close proximity rather, to Jesus is indispensable as a Christian. Close proximity to Jesus is totally indispensable. John chapter 12, verse 26. John 12, 26. John 12, 26. The word of God says, anyone who wants to be my disciple must what? Follow me. Because my servants must be where? Where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. So Jesus is saying that you, you, you cannot follow me without being where I am. You cannot be a follower of Jesus and you are at a distance. The thing that keeps you at a distance to God is a spiritual leprosy. Whatever it is, you know it. What is that thing? That, is, that you know that this thing, because I have this thing, I cannot really move close to Jesus. You know it. What is that thing? Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus will heal you as you call upon him today. In Jesus' name. Verse 15 to 18. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he has done. This man was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, did I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? As no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner. Praise the name of the Lord. Leprosy eats up 
it starts by eating up the um, phalanges, if you will, the, the, the fingers the, and the toes, and it eats up, they begin to eat up the body. So for them to be leprous, it means they have lost their fingers practically. And some people, maybe a whole leg is gone or something. And this man, when he saw that leprosy has been healed, gone, he turned and came back to Jesus, shouting, thanking him, praising him, worshiping him. Let me, let me give you an example. You know, some years ago, I was driving on Osborne, and there was traffic, and I stopped, and for some reason, I just looked up rear view mirror, and I saw a trailer coming. Now, I don't know what, how I knew that the trailer doesn't have brakes, because usually what they do is they will come, then they will slow down, right? And trailers sometimes they just slow down, just, you know, I don't know why they do that. But for some reason I knew that this guy doesn't have brakes. And in that traffic, I moved my car. I almost bumped into somebody to get out of the way. And lo and behold, he came, took out a bit of my, <laughs> the car, a, a, a little dent, and crushed three cars in front. Crushed three cars in front. Now, you know, that happened to be the, the very first car that I would have and I would buy, you know. And I was, you know, kind of grateful, you know, to the Holy Spirit, you know. And, but I would come out and I would see the dent of my car and I would be sorrowful. God, and I paid my tithes, <laughs> and I will go, I will call, maybe I go to work, you know, I pack my car, I see the dent, and I will be sorrowful, and it occurred to me, I could have lost my life, the whole car could have been written off, and I was complaining about the dent. That was the story of these lepers. They had a dent. A finger had chopped off. But this guy was better behaved than I am. I was. Even though he saw the dent. He didn't care about the dent. He ran to Jesus and thanked him. Many of us we are complaining about the dent. We are complaining about the dent. Meanwhile, God has just delivered your whole life. And you sit down there, you are complaining about what? Don't let the dent control your joy. Don't let the dent control your joy. It's only a dent. The car will have gone. I could have gone. Maybe I will have... I would have been talalantolo pastor today, God forbid. You don't know. God delivered me from all that. And when I saw the dent, instead of it to remind me of the goodness of Jesus, 
The devil used that same dent to make me get an attitude to Jesus. Give, give Jesus an attitude. The same dent. The same dent that could have reminded me of the day that God delivered me. That same dent. Now, question to you. What is the dent? In your life right now, what's the dent? What's the dent? What's that thing that is taking your, your, your eyes off the, the big picture, of the great thing that God is doing and has done? So, gratitude begins from the heart. It begins from the heart. As long as you are keeping your focus on the dent, the, your heart will not be grateful. And gratitude begins from the heart. As long as the dent is the controller of your focus, your heart will not be grateful. You may be like me at the, at the time. I didn't have enough money to repair the dent. Start to look at the dent for a long time. But rather that dent being a source of sorrow, Jesus turned that dent to be a source of gratitude. Praise the name of the Lord. That dent should be a source of gratitude. So when I look at that dent, I'm not saying, oh, the day I could have lost my leg, Jesus delivered me. I shouldn't have even repaired the car. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that now. And just, you know, Take a picture that I will keep. I didn't. Gratitude begins from the heart. However, gratitude is incomplete until it is expressed. How do you express gratitude? This guy ran to Jesus verbally in verse 16. He shouted. He shouted. He thanked God. He praised God. You know, some of us, we are just too cool. I mean, it's good to be cool, but you should know where you are cool. Do you understand? You, you can be cool in certain areas and it will not be cool anymore. How can you be cool with the person that delivered you from death? How can you be cool? You are in the pres presence of the person that knows your end before you were born. He formed you in your mother's womb. He knew you all the way. Now you have become a big boy. It will be time to dance for Thanksgiving. Everybody will be dancing. You'll be like this. <laughs> You're a big girl now. Everybody's rocking and thanking Jesus. Save you to rock. Says, if you knew this human hair that I have on my head. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Before you added that human hair, what was there before? Was it not human hair? <laughs> was it alligator hair? <laughs> the one God gave you, what was it? Asa, what was it? <laughs> human hair. Now, there's nothing wrong with you. I'm not preaching against you, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, instead of it to be a barrier, wave it to Jesus. <laughs> Praise him. Gratitude that is not expressed is useless. It's not useful to anybody. Imagine if you have a spouse. Let's say you have a, a wife. 
And you try your best, you try to do stuff for her, you try to do da, 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 everything. She, did, she doesn't say thank you. Nothing. She takes it as a right. Then something happens, then you bring it up, and she says to you, ah, but I was grateful now. Even if I don't tell you, God sees my heart. <laughs> he does. And that heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. That's what the Bible says about the heart of man, any man. Who can know it? Now, listen. God expects us. Expects us. We just are not continuing a culture of thanksgiving in this church just because we want to. He expects us to be grateful. We are going to dance shortly. Please dance. Thank God you know the name of your neighbor now. If they are not dancing, say, Chinyere, what's wrong with you? Why are you not dancing? <laughs> when it's time to shout to God, shout, forget about, shout to your God. Praise the Lord. And he worshipped, the Bible says. Not only did he, he worshipped. And for us, worship, yes, we worship in songs, but we worship with our lives, with ourselves. Just write it down. Romans 12, 1. We offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. And the Bible says this is, this, this is our true way of worshipping God. It is our true way of worshipping God. Ungrateful people feel entitled. They feel entitled. And people that feel entitled, they don't serve. They don't serve anybody with their body. They don't serve. They don't serve. And if you see, if you, if you enter marriage and you're an, an ungrateful person, you have a problem because you will not serve. You will not serve your partner. Paul says, the man doesn't own his body and the woman doesn't own her body. Praise the Lord. I won't say more than that. <laughs> then you serve him with your body, with your life. You serve God with your substance. Matthew 6, 21, where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. There your treasure will be also. Like I said, I want us to thank God. I want us to thank God. Before we thank God, I want to pray with you. Here at the gallery online. You may be here and, and you are like, Pastor, that is me. There's a distance between me and Jesus. That is a pointer to a spiritual leprosy. I want to be healed today. I want to be healed today. I can say, Jesus, Master, I'm a slave, but I cannot say, Jesus, Father. I don't have a relationship with him as my father. I want to pray with you today. Let's kindly bow our hearts as we bow our heads. 
That is me. Pastor, please pray with me. Please pray with me. I want to pray with you. I'm about to pray. I'm about to pray. I'm about to pray. Father, we thank you. We pray for everyone that has heard your word and they are crying to you today for healing, Lord, of this spiritual leprosy. Now, if you have the card, I want you to just talk to God by yourself. The rest of us, let's pray for them. I want to talk to God by yourself. Say, Jesus, have mercy upon me. Say, Jesus, Father, now, have mercy upon me. Help me. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. Accept me. Go ahead. You need to talk to him. Everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. With your own mouth, talk to him. Talk to him. Father, as they are crying to you, Lord, your word says that you will not cast away under any condition anyone that comes to you by Christ Jesus. We have come today. We ask that you accept everyone that is crying to you today in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for them, Lord. Let every stigma in their lives be wiped away by the blood of the Lamb. Let every spiritual leprosy be rolled away, Lord. And let your name and your name alone be glorified. Honor and glory be given.